So um, is the UAE becoming a destination for uh, for destination healthcare, or is it really limited towards the citizens for the highest quality? No, no. Certainly. All the hospitals here are working in the health tourism because uh, uh, they build the capacity uh, with, with that in mind. So uh, they are welcoming. They know that the countries, the surrounding countries outside the Gulf region start having, uh, let's say, a weak healthcare system. And people start traveling here because here you can find doctors from everywhere. You can find doctors from the Middle East. You can find doctors visiting from the U.S., from Germany, UK, France, Asia, India, everywhere. So you find the right specialty um, available either permanent or across the year. So it's becoming to, to, to be like a, a, a hot hotspot for the travel, for the health tourism. Well, that, that's great information and a heads up to uh, those of us in the U.S. who have a high deductible health savings account plan. You can use your HSA money to fly to uh, Dubai and get five-star healthcare service. Um, that's, that's outstanding. I, I, I want to warn you, if you don't have an insurance in Dubai, it is expensive. Okay. All right. So uh, you have to pay, for, pay to play uh, unless you're a citizen, right? If you're a citizen, exactly. it's fully covered. If you are a citizen or insured, you are fine. If you are not, then it is expensive. Well, that's really uh, fantastic information. I'm sure our audience is extremely interested in those differences. Uh, in some ways, we strive for that in the U.S., uh, but we have the challenges uh, uh, certainly of not having the fully baked uh, medical record system. And of course, having an insurance middleman creates other challenges. It sounds like you have a perfect healthcare system in the UAE. Is it perfect or are there some challenges? Look, there's always challenges and there's always trying to improve. Uh, and they're always trying to integrate and implement all the new technologies. When the metaverse started, the Ministry of Health UAE was the first one to say, okay, we are going to open a hospital in the metaverse. Uh, so they they investing heavily in the healthcare. And of course, that's create challenges. Uh, they're investing in the robotic surgeries. They're investing in the telehealth. They're investing uh, in all the technology related to the healthcare itself or the IT technology around the healthcare to be sure that they are always at the edge and the people in the U.S. get impressed. So who makes the decision on what procedures a citizen can receive? Do you automatically get the very best uh, procedures and technology available regardless of cost? How are those decisions made if the government is ultimately the provider or the payee? It is the rulers. The rulers of this government have a plan that they have they, they, they want their citizens and even their expats and the visitors to have the high standard of health care. Uh, and, and they are working and they're pushing all organization, uh, whether it's government or private, to have the best of the best in the health care. I, I think it's fascinating. We could, I'm sure, do an entire show around uh, the UAE's healthcare system. I would love to learn more, but I do want to get back to your humanitarian efforts because uh, uh, I think that's extremely notable what you're doing in that area. And I know that you just returned from a trip to Turkey. Can you tell us a little bit about that and uh, what your experiences were uh, yes. dealing uh, with the, the issues that they have? 
Yes, actually, once we heard about the earthquake, immediately we, we, we formed like a team from doctory team and from people outside, um, mainly the people we used to work with them in humanity in the past. And we decided that we, we need to do something. Uh, we need to help the people regardless of nationality and where they are. Uh, and even if they are far from us, different language, they are not Arab, they are not Middle East, they are different language. But we need to be next to them. Uh, that The disaster was, was a huge. A whole city have been erased. And of course, when, when the city erased, the healthcare system also erased. We are not an emergency uh, care provider, so we cannot like support uh, on, on, on the injuries and uh, people pulled out from building. But we know that the healthcare system at that moment until today is, is busy and has had its tides with all the injuries and what they call it hot cases. And nobody is able to take care about the primary care. People who have a chronic diseases, he need to be follow up or, or pregnant women and all of that. And from there, we thought that let's go and start some clinics. And that was the idea. We contacted what they called AFAD, which is the organization in the Turkish government responsible for the disasters. And they welcome us. They give all the facilities required for us. So we fly the, to Turkey with about 300 kilograms of uh, uh, medical equipment, medical aids, uh, food, uh, baby milk, diapers, uh, things even beyond the telehealth. We, we, we try even toys for the children. So we thought that children now they lost their toys. We went there and uh, we start visiting the camps and visiting the destroyed cities. And uh, immediately we built uh, some tents uh, to host our clinics. Uh, we, we hired some uh, nurses, uh, and even we couldn't find nurses for every tent. We, we, some community, community uh, members who have a little bit of healthcare knowledge. Uh, we, we contracted with some Turkish doctors who can speak Turkish and Arabic because there is a lot of refugees around and Turkish people. Uh, and we start providing the services. Uh, uh, there for, for uh, about three weeks, uh, approximately. Uh, till our, our license have uh, finished and we are extended again now to go for phase two. During that three weeks, uh, we, we, we noticed that uh, people are really uh, need the health care, the primary health care, and, and they had to wait uh, for a long queue in the traditional temporary clinics. The, the Ministry of Health there did a great effort to provide a substitute for the destroyed hospitals. But just imagine like a full city hub, which used to be serviced by 20 of doctors, 30 doctors, now serviced by one or two doctors only because all the other doctors have been moved uh, for the injuries and the hot uh, cases. We thought that uh, it's the right time to support. Uh, we were trying to do beyond telehealth, as I said, like uh, to, to see people required uh, Blankets to require tents, require the baby milks, uh, uh, food, um, and we try to support that much. And when when our uh, friends and family saw us online, I, I I cannot tell you like how much calls we received and people want to support and help on that. So uh, I would like to take uh, the opportunity during the show to thank everybody who supported us in that mission, whether it's emotionally or sending items. Uh, to make uh, us uh, 
extend that, that program. And now we are ready maybe in two weeks to travel again. And we're going to do this again, but it's in, in a more organized way this time because uh, not, now they start moving the people to uh, houses instead of temporary house instead of tents, which is a great effort from the government there. And hopefully this time we will be inside a container instead of being in, inside a tent. Well, that's a step up. And again, I will echo uh, your uh, appreciation for all the efforts and thank you uh, for your humanitarian efforts. Of course, here in the U.S., uh, Turkey's a long way away, but we've all seen on the news the devastation uh, caused by the earthquake. And uh, if people who are watching the show um, are are interested in helping out in some way. Is there something that that uh, we can do here in the U.S. to support your efforts and the the broader humanitarian efforts that are happening in Turkey? Okay, we we as a as a doctori, we are a, a, not an NGO. We are we are a company, commercial company. So we cannot uh, accept anything uh, from from uh, people in the U.S. But we have partnership with a. Um, NGO in the US called Barik uh, Development, and Barik Development accepting donation for the Turkey uh, affected people, and we received a lot uh, through our US friends through Barik, uh, and I, we can list the information to contact Barik for any future uh, support coming, and that will be uh, great. We'll get that information from you and tag it here on the show. Uh, again, thank you for your efforts there. What can you tell us uh, about predictions for the future uh, for healthcare in the Middle East or specifically for uh, telemedicine and telehealth uh, technology in the Middle East? Okay, um, as I understand from the news now, uh, most of the big companies of the telemedicine in the US is suffering a little bit after the COVID, but I believe it's a temporary because it's a change like people going outside, maybe not only the healthcare, maybe, sorry to compare, but uh, maybe the restaurants, like after they depending for three years and the delivery, now they're back to life. So I think it's temporary and the telehealth is here to stay and actually it's going to improve. Uh, with the coming AI, with many thanks for technology companies like Microsoft and Google, I think the telehealth will be enhanced because the AI will support uh, the telehealth. We, with the, our partner in the U.S., 19 Labs, have implemented the part of the AI. Now we have a new module called Visual Vitals. The Visual Vitals allow us uh, or allow the patient actually to get his, the screening for his visual uh, for his vitals, even without any medical devices. It's still uh, beta, not yet uh, FDA approved, but that's the future by Doctor E and by the others that uh, uh, telehealth with AI will allow you from your home, from your mobile, from anywhere in the world to get the, the health care you deserve uh, in, in a very easy and smooth way. And I believe this also, uh, speaking about the cost in the U.S., this will reflect at the cost of the health care delivery in, in a countries like the U.S., that it will be more affordable. Well, we're very excited about AI and the benefits it can provide. And there has been uh, a lot of discussion over uh, AI improving uh, diagnostic diagnosis. Um, so I assume that you see that as the, the next step uh, in telehealth, telemedicine, AI diagnosis for superior outcomes? Yes, for sure. That's outstanding. And no doubt. I can see it like I can see you now. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm starting to see it as well. So thank you for illustrating that for me and for the audience. And, and again, I commend you on your humanitarian efforts. We really appreciate uh, what you're doing in, in not only your community, uh, but in other parts of the world. And uh, if with all the experiences you've had, both on the corporate side with Doctori and on the humanitarian side with the, the things that you've been doing in, uh, in, in Turkey, if you had a magic wand based on everything that you've seen and you could wave it to improve something, uh, to improve healthcare outcomes, what would you want to change uh, to make healthcare better? Uh, I think we, okay, I'm coming from technology and just now we were speaking about AI, but it, maybe my answer would be a little bit surprising to you. It needs to be more human. More human. So uh, leveraging technology, but uh, not losing and in fact, enhancing the human element for better outcomes. Exactly. Well, I love that. If people want to find out more about Doctori, uh, where should they go, Osama? Okay, they can visit our website, www.doctory.me. Or also they can visit people in the US or Latin America. They can visit the, uh, our partner website www.19labs.com 19labs.com or doctory.me Our guest today has been uh, Sama Chamsi Pasha the founder and CEO of Doctory and a humanitarian uh, Osama, thank you so much for being on Clean Talk today uh, We really appreciate you uh, being on our show. I know that uh, you've given a lot of great information for our audience and be sure to watch us every week or catch our archival episodes on YouTube or however you like to stream your podcasts. And until next time, uh, I'm your host, Brad Whitchurch, reminding you to keep it clean.